On this week's Off the Circle, we have uh, my clients, DK New Media's clients, Art to Remember. And uh, if you don't know who they are, you're going to find out here in a few minutes. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Well, welcome everybody to another Off the Circle. Uh, we have a full house today, which is always fun. Uh, to my right, I'll, I'll, I'll just let you guys introduce yourselves. How's that? Harry Howe with Howe Leadership. Ryan Grimes with My IT Indie. Kelly Daniel with Art to Remember. And Bill Bonkowski with Art to Remember. And we have another Art to Remember person here that shall not be named, I guess. The <laughs> Hiding behind the chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, you know, when we started off the circle, the idea behind it was that there was always stories to be told in the community that uh, don't make it to IBJ or Inside Indiana Business. And that's nothing against those people. They have minimal resources and have to put them on the biggest news stories. But there's a lot of people that are really changing and, and impacting not just the local community. And for Art to Remember, it's really a national community. Uh, and that's – that's uh, well, that's Art to Remember. And so so uh, for people that haven't heard about Art to Remember, uh, basically, and and you correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, you guys are a, a company that does fundraising for schools to fund their art programs. Yeah, Would that we, be a good way to say it? It is a good way to say it. We, we focus on the art room um, primarily because of uh, the nature of our fundraising program. It, it We take children's artwork and we put those on – uh, keepsake items like Christmas ornaments or coffee mugs or T-shirts or mouse pads. Um, and mom and dad buy those, and there's a mark. We, we have a price to the school, and the school marks that up uh, in the, uh, to the parents, and they keep that, uh, th- that profit. Um, so we don't dictate how the schools use the money, but since it's usually the art room that is doing the work and it's based on children's artwork, uh, we really try to focus on the art room and um, uh, help art programs all across the country raise money for their art rooms. And and when we were doing research, when we were starting with you, those numbers are pretty large on the number of teachers that self-fund their classrooms and uh, art, art classrooms are in trouble half the time right yeah it, it, it seems to be the easiest uh or not the easiest but it, it seems to be one of the quickest things that when budgets get tightened uh where are we going to cut well let's cut the art room and and there are a, a ton of studies out there that that show how important an art education is to your overall education whether your kid's going to become an artist or an engineer or a doctor or a business person um it really has a fundamental and profound impact on the formation of a young brain. So getting rid of art, it shouldn't be that easy. It right. shouldn't be such a gut reaction. But, you know, when you're comparing it to a math program or a science program, so you can understand how maybe it feels easy to cut the art program. And and there are uh, an amazing um, – when you pull art teachers – it's sort of astounding the number of art teachers who come out of their own pocket to help buy supplies for their art rooms. And so we just think it, it, it makes a lot of sense to to help those uh, art programs all over the country raise a little bit of money for their art programs and help those teachers. And so the way the program works is a teacher uh, slash school will sign up for your program. 
and then they get an assignment going to their class, right? And the class makes all the artwork that's necessary, and then they send it off to Art to Remember, and then you guys put it on everything. <laughs> I don't know about everything, yeah. but uh, what do we have, about 40 different products? Yeah, we have just over 40 products, and we work every year to roll out new and different products um, to keep it fresh and to really try to you know gain interest from both parents and students to try to get them to purchase more items and therefore, you know, raise more money for their school. But we keep a lot of products every year, um, classic things that are true keepsakes that parents buy, you know, the refrigerator magnet, the Christmas ornament, that are things that are really, really fun to buy every single year and uh, uh, keep them up. And and so um, we keep the classics, but we're always looking for uh, new items that, that might be of interest. Awesome. And how long? How long has Art to Remember been been around? Uh, Art to Remember was founded in 1995 by Don and Jane Brackney um, here in Indianapolis over on the east side of town. They founded it in their basement, and then they moved out to their garage when the basement wasn't enough space. And um, they were in three different buildings, uh, uh, two separate ones that they rented over in the Lawrence area, and then he built a building and um, they were in that building when I purchased the company back uh, the very, very end of 2011. Um, I rented from Don for six years, and we just moved into a brand-new building in Fort Bend in Lawrence. So um, as the company has grown, um, we, we keep moving into bigger and bigger space. So It's a big garage. It is a big garage. <laughs> yeah. It is a big garage. So, and the, tell the, people the where the basement has expanded. So, right? people in Lawrence have probably driven by it and already noticed that the the sign outside. But tell people exactly where it is so that they know when they're. We're at 59th and Lee Road. So, if you know the Fort Bend campus, it is the northeast corner of the Fort Bend campus, directly east of the Ivy Tech facility there in Fort Bend. And it's an absolutely beautiful facility. Uh, we're really proud of it. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Well, I, you know, I know several art teachers myself, and uh, I, I'm wondering to myself as we converse, do they know about art to remember? And if they don't, uh, you know, what— That means what, he's going to fire Doug. <laughs> <laughs> what, what should I tell them? Should I tell them to go to the website or— you This know? is an excellent question for our director of marketing. Do all the art teachers know about art to, art, art to remember? And, and uh, if they don't, how are we going to tell them about it? Right. <laughs> it's a little awkward in here all the time. We do try to reach out to um, all the schools, you know, across the country um, and notify them of our program and just that it's out there as a benefit to them. We encourage them to go to our website. We do have a little calculator that they can use to plug in the number of students that they have and see approximately how much they would raise with their program. Um, And then if they do have any other questions, they can either fill out a form on our website or they're welcome to call or email us and we'll get back with them and answer questions and explain the program. But the program is super simple. Um, Over 80% of our teachers run the whole program by themselves. So we really know that, you know, they're kind of out there in a silo, generally in the art Mm -hmm. department. And um, asking for help is hard, so we want to make it a really simple program that they can do so, on their own. So would this work for a smaller school or, you know, any any school? Or is there an ideal size or shape or something? <laughs> um, generally, we say, you know, over 100 students is a good place to start just to make sure that, 
you know, you're kind of making it worth your while that you're going to get a good enough return on the work that you do. Um, but outside of that, um, it just really depends. A mid-sized school can have a great return um, just because they have good contact with the students. They see the students a lot, but the large schools work well, too, because you just have the more students you have, you know, the larger potentially you have to earn income. We'll work, we'll, we'll work with over 3,000 schools this year. So, so we really do work with very, very small schools, daycares, um, uh, preschools, early education schools, K through five. We work with some middle schools and public, private, parochial, uh, uh, big city, rural, all the way across the board. I, I would say our sweet spot um, is is the early education and pre K through f- or K through five. Um, that's th- that, that's a really uh, uh, great school for us usually that's usually the age of kids that parents are still real excited about the artwork that they bring home and um i have a couple of kids and i you know i remember when they were in kindergarten and first grade everything they did i thought just showed what geniuses they were and i couldn't (laughs) wait to support them and buy things from them and you know and um so that's that's really our our sweet spot so you know here in indiana we've got a lot of homeschool groups Mm -hmm. and things like that you know, is that a possibility? Uh, you know, somebody who's teaching art for a homeschool group. So that's a terrific question. We, we've um, uh, we, we've researched that, and we've done a little bit of work with some homeschool groups. Um, it's tough unless you have um, uh, a group that gets together on um, uh, that, that you have some sort of quantity of kids. Right, you're getting twenty, thirty, forty kids together, maybe once a week or once every other week for an art program, right? You almost, it kind of has to have um, some set time where we can do um, uh, this particular art project, get it done and turn it into art to remember. A lot of the times what we've found with some um, uh, homeschooling groups is they never have that sort of really definitive finality around a particular project or they don't get together in a, in a big enough group and wrap it up. Um, and you can understand why, right? Sure. I mean, they're at home. They can do the artwork right. over on the side. And so things don't necessarily get done. But if you're ever um, uh, with a homeschool that, uh, again, we get together every two weeks and we do things and we have a very definitive project and we're doing um, uh, a self-portrait or we're doing you know something, you know, a landscape or something along those lines that uh, makes a lot of sense, then it would work great. I have a really hard question here. Um, what's the most amount anyone's ever spent on kids' projects? <laughs> that is a fun question. We actually have what we refer to as the Hall of Fame uh, at Art to Remember that we keep uh, the artwork up of the highest grossing artwork uh, in the history of the company. And, um, you know, I couldn't even tell you their names or anything like that, where they're from. It's just a picture of the art, and uh, it shows. I believe it was a, a almost eleven hundred dollars, like a thousand eighty nine dollars or something. And we were talking about you, you know uh, kindergarten kids and how their parents think they're you know they're the greatest things in the whole world, right? Which of course you do. They're your kids. This art was like just stick figures and some scribbles and whatever, and it generated almost eleven hundred dollars. And so, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was fabulous. It just makes you you know Big you're family, like family rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Parents are parents are awesome because yeah. they're crazy nutty about their kids in a beautiful way right 
That's fantastic. Well, and and from an Indiana side, you know, Archer Rumor is an Indiana company, but it's important for people to know when they go up there and they take a look at that beautiful facility that it's all getting packaged and shipped and and processed and your customer service and your sales team and marketing team, development team are all right here. Everything done not only in Indianapolis, but in that single facility on on the east side of town in Fort Bend. Yeah, so we'll we ship to all 50 um all 50 states and some uh, um, uh, armed service bases overseas, uh, but we do everything from here in Indianapolis, yes. That's fantastic. And and uh, you're in peak season right now, right? It's <laughs> super busy. This is, uh, uh, if you can think about what it is that we do, we're very tied to the school year and uh, the second half of each semester. So um, uh, the time before people leave for the holiday breaks, um, and the, uh, the summer break, we're real busy. And then uh, the fall is generally our busiest time of the year. I think a lot of people want to give do, do a program before your Christmas, Hanukkah, gift-giving holidays. It makes a lot of sense. Um, the other time we get really busy is before Mother's Day. Um, so we'll do 60% of our business uh, the second half, maybe the last week of October through the second week in december so yeah we're we're rocking and rolling right now uh, that's fantastic and how many do you mind me asking how many people you wind up employing and at a peak time yeah we'll be well over 120 people wow. working over two shifts um, See, why isn't that in the paper why don't why are we reading about this <laughs> i mean that's a big employer here regionally it it, it is uh uh it, it's a good size employer yeah. during season and then and then we'll go down when we're not in full production season. We'll be down around 42 employees. And then over the summer, I mean, you can imagine with what we do, it's super crickets in July. Yeah. Uh, we'll be down to like 20 people. Um, but there's a nice seasonality of the business, which kind of fits. We almost, in our own way, we, we feel like Hoosiers. We feel like we're farmers, right? We're, we're, we, we make hay when the sun shines and, 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 you know, during other times we're planting and we're planting and we're taking care of the fields and doing all those, you know, you, you continue, continue that analogy out as long as you want to. But it seems like it's perfect for a parent that's got a job, right? So I'm going to be home with them for the summer and then I'll go work it's, you know, <laughs> the rest we, of the time. We, we have a number of people that, that um, we, we do lay people off in the summer. And there are a number of them that if we told them that they had to work year-round, they'd say, no, I, I, no, no, you're not. Right. I, I, I want my summer off. Oh, so that's fantastic. Works out, works out well for the right people. So if I were to go on the website and I had, you know, some artwork that, you know, maybe a, a, that I was interested in. Harry's got grandkids. Mm-hmm. That's why he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what would be something surprising I would find that I could, you know – you know, memorialize this on. I mean, would I find a, a fly swatter or something like oh, that? Oh, I mean, a, a, a really unique product? Yeah, what you think, yeah. What, what do you think? Or like, I've got ideas of my favorites, but what, what, yeah. what do you think? One of my favorite products that we have is a pendant necklace and a bracelet, and the inserts are actually interchangeable. So it's really nice because then you can buy one necklace or one bracelet, and then if you have multiple mm-hmm. children or you want to buy a new one every single year, then you can just buy a new insert. Oh, cool. So it's a really fun, unique product that you know is unique to our company. That's clever. She stole mine. That was that, that's, that, that's my favorite <laughs> one, too, because I love you, – you, you, you pay a little bit of money for the necklace or the bracelet, and then you can buy these inserts for – 
like five dollars or mm-hmm. something um, really inexpensive uh, every year. So big fan of that. Um, uh, what else? It's not unique, but Christmas ornaments are perfect, right? I mean, they're, they're you take them out every year. They're hanging on a tree for a, a month, and you get to pull them out and remember. You know, the, it, it has the kids' artwork on it and the year that they did it, and it's just. To me, it's exactly what a Christmas ornament is supposed to be. It yeah. brings yeah. back a little memory for you. Um, uh, so those are those are terrific, and we have four different models of Christmas ornaments. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you say? It's a unique product. Uh-huh. Um, so we also have a canvas print, which is really nice because then you can actually create you know a whole gallery wall if you wanted with your child's artwork on printed canvas. Those are bright and colorful, and they're finished all the way around the edges, so there's no need to frame. Um, Those would be worth a fortune if they get to be famous, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that stick figure might double in price. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just think, it could, it could be, you know, Renoir or, yeah. or, or Van Gogh's first first famous piece of work, yeah. right? So, yeah, exactly. Well, back before you existed, we had, you know, crafts in class and stuff, mm-hmm. and we ended up making some pots back when I was in probably middle school, and my parents still have those things sitting around. Mm-hmm. And we've got several of your coffee cups and mouse pads and coasters and whatever, you know, the, and the kids are like, this is, the, this is something I made. Now, this is something that's really cool that, you know, that every time grandma and grandpa come over, like, hey, see this? I made this. Like, yes, we know you've told us 150 times. <laughs> yeah. you know, you, it, it's a sense of pride they get, the kids get when they see their stuff on something. Yeah. That's really cool. You kind of hit on it. it. It's a real feel-good business in mm-hmm. that, in that we, we're preserving memories. We're, we're building kids' self-esteem. We're supporting art education. We're helping raise money for uh, art education all across the country. Um, you know, I, I, I tell people, so if you can't feel good about what you're doing, working at Art to Remember, um, yeah. you're, you're going to struggle finding yeah. something to feel good about <laughs> what you're doing. So um, it's, it's, I feel very, very fortunate to um, I think be involved it's, in it. You know, we've, th- we've talked to, you know, from a differentiation standpoint that these kids come home, they come home with fundraisers all the time, mm-hmm. and, and you can buy you know, cookies or food or, you know, trash bags. Trash bags are the big ones, yeah. You know, and... and I have enough trash bags to last, you know. I feel like it's extortion. That's how, (laughs) you know, that's how I feel. We buy garbage bags once a year. Yeah. (laughs) But that points to it, right? And and so the sole purpose is literally just money there, whereas Art to Remember, you know, you are encapsulating this keepsake. And so it seems to me like this is a perfect thing for a, if you're a school administrator too, like this is something that's actually going to bring the community closer to the school and that, wow, you guys are, are doing work, you know, in art class and are producing things. And, and it, it seems like there's, there's something there too that that's a really great connection from a fundraising standpoint. Yeah. There, I don't want to, uh, disparage other fundraisers but right but i guess what i'm about to say could be interpreted <laughs> as a little disparaging you know one of our, our comments is you know they're your students they're not our sales force right? right and so we're not expecting kids to go around and go door to door and and try to sell things and we don't have uh contests to who can sell the most so that they can win plastic hand clappers or that right. kind of thing and don't get me wrong i mean schools are under pressure they need they need money right right and so I get why they have to do all, you know, several fundraisers. Um, but when we get the pushback uh, from some schools saying, you know, we already do too many fundraisers, we 
kind of explain this isn't going to feel like a fundraiser. Right. right? This is something that your kids are doing. They're going to be, you know, proud of. Mom and dad buy something or they don't, and you know, you're done. Right. There's no door-to-door sales or contests or school pep rallies to fire the kids up to run out to the neighborhood and sell popcorn or um, cookies or pizza dough or whatever. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it certainly is a fundraiser that uh, it's a fundraiser you can be proud of. <laughs> well, and it's one too that we say that it'll be one of the few fundraisers that your parents will thank you for. So we hear from administrators and teachers regularly that my parents love this. They ask for it every year that at the beginning of the school year, they come in and they're like, Hi, I'm so-and-so. You're going to do Arch Remember, right? Because I have a magnet from every single year, and I need to keep it going. And Grandma asked for a coffee mug. Um, so it's just one of the really nice ones that parents don't see it as a fundraiser. They see it you know, as a way to kind of hang on to those memories and memorialize that artwork that their child did. It's incredible. Not that I don't hang on to my, lo- my leaf bags. Yeah. <laughs> Off the Circle is brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services, contact Ryan at info at myitnd.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. Contact Doug at dknewmedia.com. Oh, yeah, I'll mention the sales. We, I live in a fairly crowded neighborhood with a lot of kids. There's 21 kids on our bus stop, and they're all from two cul-de-sacs. So, yeah, going door-to-door wow. to sell anything, not happening. <laughs> Everybody's, Everyone, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Get yeah, out yeah, They live there. They live there. And just going out, the average child per house is like 2.4 wow. in our neighborhood. <laughs> Well, a couple of the other things that I wanted to touch on. One is um, art to remember might be the opposite of what people would think when they they think about you know a business to get into from a manufacturing facility type thing, right? And that's that you guys aren't mass producing; you're micro producing. Um, yeah, it's mass and, customization. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a really challenging industry. I mean, people don't realize that. You know, you you literally, you know, I got to tour, and I don't know if you guys do tours, but uh, if if you do, you did have an open house that I missed. Uh, but but if you guys do a tour, I would highly recommend people go to it. But you know, you have a scanning room where people are touching up and scanning everything that the kids send in. Um, then it's going to the different stations for where it's getting placed on products. I mean. And it's one product at a time for one kid at a time. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's kind of remarkable. We, we've we've made a lot of changes uh, in 2012, 2013 to sort of digitize uh, the artwork and, and digitize a lot of our workflow um, to make it a lot easier. And, and I guess we've been doing it a while now, so I'm already taking it for granted, and it doesn't seem like it's that hard. But when you really think about it, we'll scan this school year. We'll scan more than a million pieces of art. Wow. And um, uh, create a personalized order form for every student. And on that order form, there's an online order code where the parents can go online and and uh, um, order their, their children's artwork so we could serve up literally a million different versions of our our website and... Um, and then when the orders come in, you know, they may order 
one student with one piece of art may order a coffee mug and a magnet and a T-shirt, and then, you know, the, the, the girl who sits right next to him can order uh, a lunchbox and a Christmas ornament and a phone cover, and we've got to make all of those things and get uh, hundreds of thousands of products made in a essentially a two-month window and, and shipped out, personalized, uh, bagged by the student and then bagged by the homeroom and then shipped to the school. Or if parents want to, they can choose to have things shipped to home, and so you've got to break those out. So it's there's a ton of personalization that's, that's going on in the process that um, – yeah, like I said, you can kind of take it for granted, but if you really think about what's going on, it, it can it's I, you can make me feel really overwhelmed and panic. Yeah. <laughs> I bet your warehouse is nuts. <laughs> it's actually not. I was up there and it wasn't crazy. It was relatively calm. We've got it. We're really lucky. We've got a, a really good uh, IT team that, that's helped put everything together, and we've got a terrific head of um, uh, production and good leaders on her team, and. Uh, the, the, I, it, I, I guess that what you just said is a great compliment to that. Yeah. Everything that we're doing at the busiest time of the year and all the customization that we do and things look calm and it looks like there's a process to it and yeah. a flow to it, and and there is. So we're uh, we're lucky to have those teammates uh, um, on our team. Sorry. <laughs> too much use of team so there. How does the input, you know, the original artwork get to you? Is it done on – you know, some predefined kind of paper or, it, you know, any form, <clears throat> and it just gets mailed in? How, how does all of that work? I'll, I'll let Kelly do this one. Sure. So we actually send the schools free art paper. So going right back to our mission that we know that some schools are underfunded. We don't want the art teacher having to take additional money out of her pocket to do this project. We send them enough art paper for every child. It's 8 by 10. It's 80-pound drawing paper. We've tested it with a ton of different materials. We know that it's really nice, good paper. And we ship it out to the schools. And then we actually even provide labels that are basically stickers with each child's name on it so they don't have to spend time writing the names on the back of the artwork. They put those on there, and then it comes with a shipping label, and they mail the artwork back to us. So we physically get the artwork in-house. We scan it all in. And then after they order, we send the artwork back to the school so that the parents get the original artwork back in them to their house interesting that's incredible mm-hmm. and and uh while i was up there you guys also mentioned that um you send some school supplies some back to you collect school supplies from a partner here in town i forget who. so we do work with teacher treasures so yeah. as we have um additional products or donations we work with teacher treasures locally um to help out those teachers that may not be able to fundraise but that are still in need um, we do send stuff to them throughout the year. So it's not, not not enough that you're already funding these programs. You're also throwing in some extra for the schools that need it. That's pretty awesome. We do that, and we've also um, we've sort of started a tradition at least three years, if not four years, where we choose a day of service, and we try to do it during one of our slower times of the year, usually yeah. kind of around February. Um, we'll pick um, – some organization here in town that we can take 40 people and say, you've got us for a day, put us to work. And it's been a a kind of a cool way to learn about some projects that are going on um, uh, all around the city. It's a cool way. It's a cool team building experience for us. Um, And 
let's face it, it's always good to sort of get out of your personal mental box and and yeah. understand what's going on out there in the world that uh, other people need your help. And sometimes it can make you feel a little bit, uh, um, first of all, thankful and lucky to be able to help out, but also put your uh, your life and maybe the troubles that you're having in your life in a little bit of perspective as well. So that's been a, a, a fun thing for us to get involved with. That's fantastic. Bill, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you and I met a number of years ago. You were doing something quite different. And um, so I'm imagining that this is kind of a uh, uh, a passion project for you that you have turned to at this chapter in your career. Uh, you know, maybe uh, connect a few of the dots for me. What What brought you to Art to Remember and... You know, am, am I right that this has kind of become your passion? Um, so that, that yeah, I could go a lot of different ways. Way back in the day. Yeah, so um, I, I like to kid that uh, um, I'm a recovering lawyer, um, uh, and, and that is a kid because I really respect the legal profession. And, and uh, But I, I, I was a lawyer for um, a number of years. I was a general counsel at a, a family business. Then I worked uh, for Quest out in um, Denver in their legal department uh, for a while. And then I was fortunate enough to come back and be the general counsel at Exact Target for a number of years. And I got to work with Doug for a while in the early years of Exact Target um, in this very building. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that was um, uh, kind of cool. Uh, I left Exact Target in 2009 and went back to the private practice of law and quickly determined that I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I, I, it was just, it was time for me to do something different. Um, I grew up with a father who was uh, owner-operator of a business. So he was an entrepreneur, but not a serial, serial entrepreneur. He owned and operated uh, a business for 30 plus years. And um, uh, I got to know, I got to watch him do that and got to know a lot of his friends that were in the same uh, boat that they owned and operated their business. And I just, as I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I thought, you know, th th those guys seemed to enjoy their life the most. They had, I mean, it was hard work and a lot of stress and a lot of, you know, they always had things that they were worried about and stressed about. Um, uh, but they seemed passionate and engaged, engaged in their business and engaged in their community. Um, and I, uh, really got here in, in an effort to try to find a, a business to, to purchase. Um, when I found Art to Remember, um, first of all, I, like I said before, I love the mission. I love what we do. I, it, it's such a feel-good business. Um, my father's business that I was involved with for a while was a supplier to the printing industry, and we sold uh, lots and lots of copy machines, and Art to Remember has a big printing component to it and a lot of uh, digital press component to it. So there was a little bit of background from printing that made some sense to me. Um, and it just, it, it, it felt like, uh, it just felt like a great fit. And uh, it has been, it's been a terrific fit. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky. I, like I said, I love the business. I love what we do. Um, love the team that we work with. Um, most of the time, I feel like a really, really fortunate person. But much like what I said about my dad and his friends, it's it can be really stressful. Um, I, I kid around the fact that every single fall uh, before the season begins, 
I get worried that this is the year that nobody's going to send a single order in. Right? And, and this is just the year that parents are going to say, that, that's it. I don't care about my kids anymore. I don't want any more stuff. And I'm done with it. Right? My refrigerator is full. I don't know exactly. Um, my Christmas tree will fall over with one more ornament on it. Uh, and it's, I mean, sometimes it's hard to sleep at night. I mean, you can make yourself crazy thinking about that. So, um, uh, but it, it, they're, they're good problems to have. And, and uh, I'm, well, I'm a I, lucky I can, guy. I can see you're very satisfied with, uh, you know, this choice. And uh, so congratulations to you. Thank you. Well, and uh, for teachers listening, where do they go? They go to arttoremember.com. That's it. So uh, go to Art to Re- uh, info at arttoremember.com. They can email you guys. Yep. Uh, do you know the phone number by heart? I do. It's 800-895-8777. And unlike many companies, someone will actually answer the phone as well. They will. We are there from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time, and someone will answer the phone. That's fantastic. So if you're an art teacher out there or, or just part of the school district and you're looking for a, a really unique fundraiser, I'd really recommend. And obviously, you know, with a million pieces, you know, flowing through your warehouses, um, you guys know what you're doing. So it's a, it's, it's, Congratulations on all the success. Thank you, and thank you for having us today. Absolutely. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's State-of-the-Art Studio, the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.